the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. They use it to push a far-left political agenda in this country that is not only destroying our schools and damaging our kids, but is destroying and damaging our culture. Based on faulty premises. How did this happen? And I just think it's, again, it's a part of the decline of all things that were once rather sacred. But we ha- we are having our young people absolutely indoctrinated in both public education and higher education. Correct the record of what is truth and what is fiction. God's seed has a root structure that's incorruptible and you might not see green for many years. Yep, I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still, still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to read my articles on the American Family Association blog, The Stand, at lifesitenews.com, on double WND.com and elsewhere out on the web. And be sure to check out all our resources for parents who want to be watchful about the culture's influence on your kids. And you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com. Today we are going to continue with part two of a video interview that I am calling the heart and focus of Mission America. It's an interview that was done of me, Linda Harvey, by John Euler, who is a counselor, a pro-family activist, and a very articulate spokesman himself of what's going on in our culture today. And he did a podcast with me, and then when he sent it to me, I was amazed to see that he had added video clips, news clips, and you can't possibly get the whole gist by listening today. You need to go to our website at missionamerica.com and watch the whole video. It is really a compendium of what parents are fighting today. And then, of course, it focuses in on what I have been trying to do. Mission America has been trying to do for 25 years. So we will continue today with part two of this interview done by John Euler. Let's listen in. Stay tuned as John Mueller, a licensed professional counselor with over 25 years of professional experience treating both survivors and sexual predators, shares his insights on this edition of Predator Watch. I am John Mueller, and welcome to Predator Watch Podcast. It's a real privilege for me to have on the program Linda Harvey. Her media ministry is an outgrowth of her Christian faith and a successful career in marketing and, and public relations. 
And she is a former advertising executive. She managed multi-million dollar advertising campaigns, primarily in the healthcare field. And she was formerly director of marketing communications at Ohio State University Hospitals. In 1995, she founded Mission America, a Christian pro-family organization tracking current cultural issues. This was easy to predict that we would get from the early uh, safe but rare abortion where you can't really see that it's a baby to the end point where we're carving up fully um, viable children out of someone's womb. And now uh, even allowing post-birth abortion, which is infanticide. It was easy to predict. Many conservatives predicted this. I was along with all the social liberals saying, oh, no, we'll never get to that point. We would never be that barbaric. We are that barbaric. And until someone's willing to see it, and therefore the issue of the heart, until someone is willing to see the slippery slope effect and how far down we are, uh, I either see it or I don't, but people need to see that the devaluing and objectifying of life has so many ramifications. Yes, that's what's happening. And you can see that in the extremely vicious uh, but well-permitted uh, vilification of conservatives, of Donald Trump, of Republicans. It goes on and on and on uh, of Christians, um, the rejection of even uh, li- religious liberty. You know, the progressives, the Democratic Party is just going to toss all that away. And this is now a party platform that it's called discrimination. If you object to abortion, if you object to homosexuality and gender confusion, um, and that's a part of your religious faith, then you you have no right to that any longer. And it goes on from there. They, there is the elitist idea that the people with the education, the people who are well-informed and enlightened on all this, we can decide. We can decide um, who you know how this all goes. Yes, we can decide even what people live and what people die. That's where it ultimately goes. And until you face that in your own heart, that that's where you're going, with all of this, you are, and the contempt that people have for Christians and conservatives and conservative values, until you face that, you have not faced down where this is heading and that Nazi element that's there. And it really is there. And so when they call us Nazis, they don't, you know, and that's, you know, you've heard that before. Um, it's quite, the shoe is quite much on the other foot uh, that, that that's where people go when you don't value life and pleasure and convenience and entitlement are, are the bywords. And that's, that's what life is all about. And that is not what life is all about. That's never what God intended. Life has to have a preeminent value. And that is where Christianity shines above every other faith, every other, um, every other um, ideology out there is that there's always hope a person can be changed by the Lord, no matter what they've done. St. Paul was a murderer, and and the Lord appeared to him and changed him and used him in a magnificent way. There's so many examples like that. So life is number one, and life in the womb, cradle, cradle to grave, is, is valuable. Linda, for years you've been addressing cultural issues um, almost as a, I want to say John the Baptist, a clarion call, uh, a voice crying in the wilderness. But Dobson has been out there. A number of folks have been out there. But you had, uh, you've been doing uh, teaching, 
as, as far as videos, uh, somebody can go on your site. There's a video from 2009, so almost 10 years ago, called The Emerging Lie. And you prognosticated where we're at. Describe for the viewer what that video is all about, why you decided to make that particular video as far as teaching. And then how did you know, how could you tell, and then what keeps you up at night? Because where do you see us going? Well, um, you know, one of the things that I'll just talk a, a little bit bigger than that video, because it's throughout some of my material, but the thing that drew me into the, the trying to become part of the voice out there, um, the pro-family movement, if you will, and the pro-life movement, is the heart I have for children in that um, if you change how children are raised and what assumptions they have as they're being raised, you change them and you change families and then you change America. And uh, you can change it in a generation into total barbarism. And that's what I'm very afraid we're, where we're at. Use, trying to get children into a sexual um, mindset is the way you do it, the quickest and easiest way to do it. And with all the media, the internet, social media, it has, uh, it's exponentially easier for predators. Um, and predators can be not um, physical, but they can be mental and spiritual and emotional predators. Sexual predators um, can uh, bypass parents, bypass churches, go right directly to children. And you've got, um, you've got people in the streets, like we see the Antifa people. I think if you were to look at the backgrounds, and I'm generalizing broadly, I'm, I know, but at the backgrounds of a lot of these folks involved in the radical looting and burning, the chaos, the anti-police, defund the police, all of that, no matter what color they are, you're going to find people that are sexually um, uh, without many boundaries. And probably there's a molestation and probably there has been um, sexualization uh, in porn use, uh, all in there, because this tends to unleash violent tendencies in people very quickly. There's almost no better way to create chaos in a, in a culture than that. And so that was my, my, one of my huge concerns was not simply the people involved. And that's why I called uh, this ministry Mission America. It's what is going on with our country and how it's being shaped by um, the social liberal agenda and how it's changing people. And it's drawing them, of course, further and further away from even being a little bit receptive to the sal salvation by Jesus Christ. They just reject all of that because they want their sexual, their pornographic, and their other fleshly indulgences, which we have tutored them so unfortunately so well to believe they are entitled to. It's a sexual entitlement mentality and it starts early. And the other aspect of that is that where the LGBTQ um, agenda comes in here is when you start with children late elementary school and in middle school, having them question their sexuality and then you give them virtually no information about the standard traditional morality that no, you're never born that way. And yes, lots of people have left that. You undermine all that. And then you tell them, if you have any of those feelings, um, you're probably born that way. You better just embrace it. But you're, and then, of course, 
it's, there's no problem, however, sex ed will teach them there's no problem for them to experiment in those ways. When, what's, what's the downside? Well, when you think about that situation, there is no lower age limit to which you can sexualize children. Pregnancy is not a risk. Peer-to-peer sexuality is not much of a risk, or so they say, because initially it's peer-to-peer. Those kids won't have sexually transmitted diseases. Now, when those uh, students then start having being approached by the older predators, those are, that's where the disease introduction comes. But when, when pregnancy is off the table, um, you know, why not? That's where we're going. And that's the thing that I, I read Genesis 19, and it opened my eyes to the fact that the people pounding at Lot's door were young and old from every quarter. They were not simply homosexuals. They were also bisexuals because Lot, you know, in a, one of the worst parenting moves of all time, offered him them his daughters. So they were omnisexual, young and old. They were rich and poor. I mean, this is, and they were predatory gangs. This is where we're going. And Sodom and Gomorrah, we learn elsewhere in scripture, were affluent. They were full of food. They were materialistic. They cared little about the poor. All of this is part and parcel uh, of, of the same mindset. When you get into the very fleshly, very worldly, I want what I want now, uh, no deferred gratification, that's where we're at. And I'm so glad you brought up the aspect of predators, because unless someone begins to think in those terms, when we're addressing these topics, the predators don't want people to realize that there are predators. I've said uh, predators know us better than we know them. And the one thing that predators or cult leaders, one and the same, understand is that the easiest way to manipulate a kid or a young person or anybody really is if you touch their sex and sexuality, you have them for life. Because you've opened up two things and you spoke to that, Linda, you open up that lust that that energy that becomes very self-absorbing, that crosses boundaries. So you're going after conscience. You're telling people it's really not as bad as it feels. Therefore, meaning if you're the one that's initiating it, you shouldn't feel all that badly. So you dumb conscience down. You give people permission to be selfish, to objectify. And then every cult leader understands that the one thing you have to do to someone is begin to... Um, turn down the volume on their intuition. And the one thing they use is always the phrase, I know what it looks like, but it's really not that. And you get someone to begin to second guess themselves. Linda, talk about how you see that play out. Well, what I think you're identifying is the normalization of predatory behavior. Uh, We're going to get the, we've got the everyday predators out there all the time. And then, of course, they're not all, some are coldly calculating, as you're saying. Some are just doing this naturally because they may have learned it themselves uh, in earlier sexualization when they were young. But it's just becoming, it's such a normal part of the pornographic mindset now. Pornography is the fuel behind so much of what's going on. 
And we're going to pause right there. If you'd like to watch the whole video, go to missionamerica.com. And also, if you'd like more information about John Euler, you can find him at survivorsupport.net. We'll be right back following these messages. Don't go away. Friends, I want to make sure you know about all the resources you can access at our MissionAmerica.com website. And also, I want to make sure you know you now have the option of a safe, secure online donation at Mission America if you are so moved to support our ministry. So go to MissionAmerica.com for more information. And thank you so much for your prayers and support. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. And if you're just tuning in today, you are listening to the audio portion, clips of it, from a video interview done of me by John Euler, who is a counselor, a pro-family activist, and it's really something I'm calling the heart and focus of Mission America. This is the last segment, and if you want to listen to part one, go to the archive page for our missionamerica.com programs. So let's continue as we conclude this interview. Pornography is the fuel behind so much of what's going on. Pornography fuels sex trafficking, child pornography, of course, child uh, child assault and, and molestations. Uh, pornography fuels uh, abortion. Uh, pornography fuels the LGBTQ lusts. We have kids are because, starting to identify as LGBT or Q at a, a, an accelerating rate that's unbelievable. Uh, the trans, the rapid onset gender dysphoria is one aspect of that but it's not the only one. There are numerous studies, even the Centers for Disease Control, their youth risk behavior surveys are showing more and more kids. It's galloping along every year. The last time I looked at it, it was about 15% of high schoolers identify as gay, lesbian, or unsure. And uh, two years before that, it was 11%. So it's just, you know, the idea that this is very trendy. It's all because it's promotion. It's not because people are born this way. The trans thing is the same way. And I think what's happening with rapid gender onset dysphoria is that people, there's predatory behavior in the media, in school lessons, in uh, comprehensive sexuality education directed to kids. Predatory behavior, sexualizing and normalizing outrageously high risk and dangerous and immoral behaviors that will lead kids down terrible roads of heartbreak, of disease, of uh, broken relationships and broken lives that these people really don't care about. They'll be long gone by the time that happens. Um, So this is normalizing this and it's creating the idea of using and abusing, uh, easily using and abusing people because you're sexualized early before you learn empathetic behavior, before you learn the maturity of commitment and that's why abstinence until male-female marriage has been recommended so much by conservatives because it's historically where people are the happiest, the most productive, and where there is the less, the least likelihood of abuse, of of, um, of violations of any kind, and of raising children in a sane and moral and productive way. Uh, it just works better all the way around. 
So anyway, I've talked all over the place, but one of my, my concerns is this breaking of boundaries for children in middle schools and letting them open themselves up to all this. A middle school is the place where the LGBTQ and pro-abortion agendas are intensely sold to kids right now. And it's greatly disturbing. It's it's the reason that I went into this, uh, this you know, um, the pro-family movement to try to awaken people to say, look, you've got to watch your kids during that time set, that time frame, because they are being sold this over and over and over uh, in every medium, including school, that's directed to them. And I want parents to understand that as a clinician, the issue of gender identity disorder. Prior to the year 2005, and I've worked with uh, all sorts of kids in all sorts of situations, and in residential treatment, if you're going to hear anything true that kids are dealing with, it'll be in that setting. Uh, You never encountered, myself and my colleagues, we never encountered one kid that wrestled with their sexuality. So that's 15 years ago. So I challenge people, I've never had one activist take me up on doing a podcast to talk to me about how this suddenly came about, if it's legitimate. Exactly, exactly. That's why you know that it's not, uh, people are not born this way because you don't have these spikes when all of a sudden, coincidentally, the culture is embracing it. It's being promoted to kids at a very vulnerable age. At the same time, the kids are getting in these comprehensive sexuality education lessons, all of this semi-pornographic material that uh, basically teaches kids from seventh and eighth grade, because it starts then, that anal, oral, vaginal sex are all the same. They can all be managed well. Don't worry about it. Everyone does this um, in all directions for all sexualities and all identities. And um, uh, by the way, pornography is probably okay. You can use that in your sexual, you know, and sadomasochism. Some of these uh, programs are all sending kids to sites where sadomasochism is is sold as well. So what you have is uh, kids that are um, sexualized. And I think what we're seeing in girls, my opinion, is a reaction to this whole package that I don't want to be a girl. If, if I'm expected to act like a porn star. If we're talking to parents, uh, parents, your kids this year or especially once uh, schools open back up. But it's probably safe to say this year, parents, your kids are going to learn things well beyond what you think they're going to learn in terms of sex and sexuality. They're going to be introduced to deviance, to sexual deviance that you would never permit in your own home. And they're going to be introduced to the concept of binary and non-binary, which means they're already being groomed. And it's going to happen. Best you become prepared now to to become very involved in what your kids are going to be listening to and seeing and and what's going to be shown to them. Uh, Not just in Ohio, but parents all across the U.S., have a tremendous resource in uh, Linda Harvey and her uh, website, missionamerica.com. Parents, there there is a wealth of information. Uh, It's a repository of key information to help you become aware of what's going on in the culture, how to connect these dots, and what's going on in the schools.
Linda, any last words? Just, you know, do not give up. Keep praying. Uh, if you are not a believing person, consider becoming a believer. It's way better on this side, I can tell you. And you won't see it until you actually make that commitment. But trust me, it it really is. Friends, I just want to encourage you when we're spending more time at home to make it a time for family, for spending more time in the Word. We can all use so much more of that. And just remember that God is always with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. And just remember that He told us, Be not afraid. He is our ever-present help in time of trouble. Let's think of this as a time to cement with our children the principles of the Lord Jesus, that we are to turn to him and read and believe his word, even in dark times, even in times of great stress. That's all we have time for today. Just remember, friends, just remember that with God, all things are still possible. I hope you have a wonderful day. 